Welcome to Healing Beyond Physical, a podcast, a sacred transmission from my heart. I am your host, Omokiram Patrawala, and I will be here every week by your side, guiding you and empowering you to get curious and bring compassion to your healing journey so that together you can heal beyond the physical and come home to your whole self. Hello beautiful community, I am so excited to tell you more about these wonderful events that I have been playing with and in the process of creating and curating for you. And um, these upcoming events are going to be happening, unfolding in the summer months and there will be different events in each season. So the summer months are a lot about play. Um, sun energy is peaking and it invites us to come out and be outside in nature and really embody this playful energy and that's what you will experience in these uh, mini retreats that I will be hosting on our sacred land. The retreat is called Be Nourished, where we get together and we play. We're going to be playing in the energetically charged uh, saltwater pool. We are going to be playing in nature on our sacred land. We are going to be connecting under the magical and the healing a vibration of um, Luna, this beautiful tense space, um, and so much more. There is so much more that's going to happen in those um, two and a half hours that we're going to spend together. And it's just what we need to remind us so that we can remember that um, play is available to us. And play is such a bridge, really helps us come into our imagination and shift out of those survival states in a way with uh, no expectations, with no rules, uh, to just simply be. So if this is in resonance with you and as you're listening to me, if your heart is saying yes, then be sure to sign up. All the details for Be Nourished Healing events is going to be linked up in the show notes. So go head over to the show notes and secure your spot each retreat there's four happening two in july two in august has um, each retreat will have a space for eight sisters to gather in circle so it's a really small safe intimate sacred experience that i'm curating for you and um, if you are ready and if this is in resonance and you're ready to say yes to yourself then um, come play with me come play with me this is um, happening in streets for mississauga so i look forward to seeing you and um and and playing out in nature with you soon and now for the podcast for today's sacred transmission Hello beautiful souls, welcome back to this new episode of Healing Beyond Physical. I am so excited that you are here with me in this sacred space. And as you listen to this conversation, as always, the invitation is to take what is showing up through your 
innate intelligence, your intuitive abilities through your lens. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And if you are in a place where you can grab a journal and a pen, then go ahead and do so. If not, listen along. Just kind of notice your experience as you're listening, whether it is in your body or whether it is um, in terms of what narratives are starting to play in your mind as I share what I share today. So today, I'm going to start this journey of unpacking trauma. And where I am guided to start is trauma is a body-based event. So it is not dependent on an event. Rather, it is body-based. Trauma lives in the body. So let's get this conversation started. And as always, bring that curiosity and take in this conversation through your own innate wisdom. So when I speak of trauma, that in itself can be a big word. And very briefly, I'm going to unpack that. When I talk to trauma, it is um, in this moment sort of lowercase t trauma that I want to unpack because the sooner we realize that we all carry imprints and that would be sort of these imprints add up and um, kind of what Christine explained in um, her podcast interview in the myofascial way of healing where she said it's like, you know, having splatter art and splat, an event happens, there is an imprint held in your body, splat, another event happens, imprint held in your body. So as you see, events happen, but the imprint, the trauma of that event is held in your body. So lowercase t trauma is, is those traumas, um, those small moments that have added up. And today, getting as I take this in to realize that then trauma is a body-based event, which means that you, we cannot compare our, ex, our traumatic experiences or our response to trauma with that of another one because you and me can go through the exact same experience however for one person they feel safe and grounded as they're moving through that experience and for the other person they feel activated and they leave and they move through that situation having that threat response system activated. So that in itself is so important to acknowledge in our healing journey because sometimes we are looking at the world around us and wondering why is it that others can do X, Y, Z with such ease and somehow when I'm trying to do it, I feel an overwhelm. When I'm trying to do it, I freeze. When I'm trying to do it, I get um, anxious. Those, when, if those are questions that are arising, I hope that this conversation is going to help bring compassion towards yourself to realize that trauma is body-based, which means two people can experience the same event. 
and one can not be triggered and the other might be triggered. So with that being said then, as we recognize that maybe the thought that's coming up is, ooh, I, I, I don't want to have this threat response. And perhaps our minds are like, this is not good. I, I don't want to feel threatened. I don't want my threat response system activated. And again, I'm going to invite you to pause um, in that narrative and rather bring curiosity to another way of looking at it. Because that response, that threat response system that puts you into a survival state is adaptive in nature and it is what your biology needs to do in that exact moment to help you survive. It is not you failing. It is not because you have not done something or you're consciously even doing it. In fact, this is an automatic response. This adaptive protective mechanism is an adaptive response that will come in if it perceives a threat. And the threats, remember, those experiences of threat and trauma are being held in your body. So to give ourselves grace and to recognize that my threat response system is purposeful and, and then perhaps getting curious about, okay, how do I work with my threat response system? What is the language of this system and how do I regulate myself back to safety? Those are all questions that can be unpacked further. Today, let's focus here. And where I want to go further is um, based on the teachings of, uh, by Stephen Porges and the polyvagal theory, and the polyvagal theory of the nervous system. And in that, he outlined a few different concepts, and this one really spoke to me in terms of perception and neuroception. So bear with me, I'm going to link it back to uh, why one can, why in one situation your body may react differently than another. So that is because there is this concept of neuroception. And neuroception is different than perception. Perception is what you cognitively think about a situation or feel about a situation cognitively. Neuroception is not a cognitive process. Not cognitive, which means you, you are not doing this consciously. <laughs> it's that automatic part of you that is taking over, that is protective in nature. And it's always scanning the environment for threats. Scanning the environment for threats. And based on what you hold in your body, if something rem kind of reminds the system of that event that is being held within you, then this neuroception is going to take in this input and then the threat response system gets activated because then there is a perceived danger. There is a perceived threat. And this threat response system is going to act whether the threat is perceived or actual because through neuroception it feels very real. 
So that being said, once we understand that, now perhaps you can invite yourself and not be so hard on yourself when you notice that you reacted in a situation, when you notice that you froze and were so overwhelmed that you couldn't get any task done. To realize and curiously wonder that I wonder if something in that situation through the lens of my nervous system is being felt as a threat. Remember, not through your cognitive system, not through perception, through the lens of the nervous system is being perceived as a threat. And because the threat response system is being activated, perhaps you are put into a protective survival mode where you freeze. That is one of the sympathetic states, freeze. So as I'm sharing that, start noticing and just even wondering, you know, how have I tended to myself in the past or what has been that narrative with myself in the past when I have reacted? Have I beaten myself up? Um, Have I thought that, you know, narratives like, oh, I'm so lazy or narratives of, I'm failing as a mom or as a partner because I'm always reactive. And where we then start beating ourselves up further, that's not going to help us come out of that protective survival mode. That only further depletes your nervous system. So step one is to bring sense of curiosity to this. And then step two, my invitation is for you to explore and ask yourself, how might I support myself if I'm noticing that I am being so reactive that I am freezing or I'm procrastinating or I am heavily involved in people-pleasing rather than thinking that there's something wrong with me, you might ask yourself or trying to analyze why am I people-pleaser or why am I being lazy Because first of all, those narratives are very, um, they're not supporting us. They're not kind to ourselves. So rather than doing that, reframe that question and ask yourself, not the why. Replace the why with what can I do to support myself here? What does my nervous system need to feel supported and come back and And so that I can come back into the driver's seat of my biology so I can come out of this adaptive survival mode. What is needed? Do you see the difference? When we ask and get caught up in the whys, we only further deplete ourselves because you are stuck now in your head, in your mind, and the mind is a bit of a storyteller. It takes pieces of information and it creates stories. So now, and and it has a negativity bias, which means all the stories always have that bias and everything looks darker. We go into catastrophic thinking, making mountain out of molehills, we ruminate and we further, further deplete our physiology and you're actually going deeper into the survival state. So that is clearly not going to serve. 
So as I share this, my invitation is to maybe even place a hand on your heart and bring that gentleness and kindness back to yourself. As you take in this conversation, perhaps, you know, this willingness to explore and play and say, hmm, I wonder if next time when I notice that I am in this freeze response and quite often freeze will show up as uh, what we may label as procrastination where you just don't have a desire to get up and take action and you're literally frozen, then perhaps that is the time rather than labeling yourself to ask yourself, what does my nervous system need? How can I support myself here? And perhaps first is just kind thoughts towards ourselves, kindness to ourselves. That's a great starting point. And then perhaps a few long, deep breaths, bringing your attention and awareness to your body, scanning your body, noticing an area of tension, commonly shoulders, neck, or jaw. Those ones usually stand out instantly for most of us. And then breathe into that area. And gently exhale out of that area. You may sigh as if you're fogging a mirror. Let's try that two more times. Right now as I'm speaking, if you can, if it's safe to do so, just scan your body, neck, shoulders, jaw, or any other part that is speaking. And notice the tension here. Breathe into it. And sigh out of it. One more time, connect and gently sigh. And that in itself might be how we start changing our relationship to ourselves and how we may start showing kindness towards ourselves and actually making our ways out of that protective survival state that has been activated. So... Let's look at a brief example of how this might show up in our lives. And it can show up in very simple everyday situations. And I really want to highlight that because that's going to help bring to your awareness where is where and when is my type response system being activated or rather am I being triggered, which means there's something in my body that I'm holding that this that is being is, communi- is being communicated through the lens of the nervous system as, ooh, threat. And, and then we go through that, and then we are in that protective adaptive survival mode. There's many layers to this. However, today, I really like to spend time unpacking this particular layer. Um, as anything, there are so many shades of gray, right? It's not so black and white. But my hope is that at least we can start bringing kindness to ourselves and how we view our experiences, how we speak to ourselves, and how we may reframe our experiences. And rather, and in doing that, actually shift out of this protective adaptive mechanism. So let's think of a common example in a household. Um, and in my household, this is very common that um, my own laundry sort of and my partner's kind of adds up and then it collects and now there's like two loads of laundry to be done. Something as simple as like, oh, there's two loads of laundry just sitting there 
and uh, staring at me every time I go to the washroom. And when every time I go into the washroom and I see those two loads of laundry that still are waiting to be done because they're overdue, all of a sudden, my nervous system is looking at that and wondering, oh my God, there is so much to do, or perhaps in the past, my narrative used to be, why am I being, why am I procrastinating this? Why am I being so lazy? And why can I not just get the laundry done? So now there is this layer of um, shame and, you know, this unkind way of talking to myself that might emerge. Or sometimes for some folks, it might be that I am not being a responsible or a good partner because I'm not keeping up with my chores. So now this feeling of failure is emerging. Now notice how a simple example as two loads of laundry just sitting and collecting in my washroom can potentially bring out all kinds of narratives as every time I walk into the washroom and I notice it and then this messaging of either failure or shame like replaying over and over. And the truth is that it's not like those loads of laundry are a tiger or a threat, right? I know that. However, at a subconscious level, it's what I am associating with it, something not getting done. It's, it's, and even though there is no threat, the clothes are not going to attack me, there is an association that my body is holding with this task not getting done. And it's bringing up something within my body that must have happened earlier where I did not feel safe and it's an imprint that's being held. So when I see this, have this experience, I go into narratives of failure or um, shame, et cetera, et cetera. So you can see how seeming this, this non-threatening experience of work laundry that is sitting waiting to be done can become and activate my threat response system because of these subconscious narratives that are attached to them. There are subconscious narratives that are attached to them. So when you, the invitation then is as you move through your day, notice that. And when you notice that, then remind yourself, ooh, how might I tend to myself? Because something within us needs tending to. And if we can go inwards rather than avoid and pick up the phone and numb out of that experience or eat something or go and have, you know, um, a caffeinated beverage to like force ourselves to get this done, Rather than that, what if we go inwards and just kind of acknowledge like, oh, there is something in me that needs tending to. And how might I support myself in this moment? 
how might I support myself in this moment? And there will be more episodes in terms of how can we support, because there is so many, like I said, nuances to our nervous system and meeting it where it's at. Um, this is a lot of the work that I do when I see folks um, in sessions 101 is helping them understand this piece of understanding the various states of our nervous system, helping them learn how to meet their nervous system where it's at and then tend to it. And there's many, many layers. And I, I hope to sort of go into parts of it in upcoming episodes. But today, I hope that in this example of these two loads of laundry waiting to be done and how I perhaps there was shame because I felt like I was not doing a simple task. And then there's like kind of narrative deep down that may not even be a conscious narrative like that I'm lazy or this narrative like I can't even keep up with my regular tasks that everybody else seems to be doing. So then there is, again, shame failure. How so simply then those experiences can activate my threat response system. And now, if I'm not aware, I'm going to continue to be activated, goes deeper into these survival states, and be even more reactive, and feel even more stuck. So you can see how going back to where we started, these experiences, trauma is body-based. It is held in our body. And so we can't really compare our experience with another because how for one person, something like those two loads of laundry waiting to be done can activate the threat response system and for another it might not. That doesn't mean that we need to compare ourselves or beat ourselves up. Rather, it is bringing in the awareness that clearly there is my nervous system through neuroception is perceiving a threat here. Even though I know that it's the clothes are not a threat it's this job not getting done or me not being able to get the job done and how it's being held in my body as shame or as um, feelings of failure, as guilt, et cetera, et cetera. How it's being held in my body as that. And that response is being triggered. Shame is being triggered in my body. And then through that simple experience of a task not getting done, um, it kind of recreates that protective mechanism, kicks in, and I'm in the heart of the threat response system. The body is being rushed with the stress chemicals. And imagine then not being aware and living with this day after day after day, month after month after month, years after years, how much we've collected in our body. And why then so many things can become... Um, triggers, why we react then to so many different things. And in doing so, we feel depleted and have no energy left. So, in closing, please bring curiosity and gentleness and tenderness to yourself. Next time you notice these narratives or that you're you notice 
that you're saying to yourself, I'm lazy or I'm people-pleasing or I'm a failure, pause there. Rather than judging yourself, what if you could just ask and be curious about what do I need right now that is even creating these narratives or it's triggering me in a way where I'm having these negative thought patterns. What do I need? How can I tend to myself? And just perhaps even reminding yourself that I'm doing the best I can, perhaps bringing your awareness into your body, taking a few long deep breaths with awareness on your shoulders, neck or jaw and clenching, softening those areas. And then continuing with your day. And, and, and then you may have to re repeat that again. Again, you notice. And, and there's more to this, clearly. There is more in terms of how do we continue to regulate. Um, one way might just, first is change your narrative around it. Second is bring compassion and tenderness back towards yourself. So with that, I would love to hear about your experiences as you hear this podcast and kind of what emerged in you. What are those examples of your daily tasks where you notice, ooh, the threat response system has been activated, where you notice these narratives that are not kind starting to play out. Let's get curious about them. Let's pick one at a time. Let's not overwhelm ourselves maybe journal or, you know, just sit with one of them or get support, right? You can work with a body-based practice, like a somatic practitioner like myself. So we work, again, through the body and through um, felt senses in the body and learning how to tend to the body with our awareness, our breath, and through compassion, we start releasing a lot of these imprints that our body is holding. We start learning how to communicate and shift out of these states. Um, so that might be one area where you may, that you may seek to receive support. And as always, knowing that you are not alone in your journey. This is part of the healing journey of healing beyond physical. These physical manifestations that we have in our body are simply there to bring our attention to all that is being held in our body through our varied experiences that you saw today can happen so simply and add up so quickly over time. So much ease and grace to you. I invite you to keep bringing curiosity and thank you for staying with me here today and tuning into the sacred transmission of healing beyond physical. So much love to you. Please know that you're not alone and that we're always in a circle. If you are here tuning in, then you are part of this community and we're always connected. Take good care and bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. And if you found this empowering, then please do take a moment and share this episode with your friends and family. And also, do consider leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Here's to us each healing and coming back home to ourselves.